0: You cannot choose the planning over people. You just can't. And I think that's where I've had to let the Lord do that kind of tapping on the shoulder, that discernment button, because it's like, I call it putting down the clipboard. Dre, right? it's time to put down the clipboard. These people are more important than your plans.
1: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica DeVore. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life, career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it, keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl. Let's get it. God can do in a moment what takes a lifetime to accomplish. All the work you've done up until this moment in your life, God could accomplish in a single second. So why then do we plan our days and not trust his ways? Dre Bartle is an event planner to her core. She's a gifted entrepreneur with over 20 years of event production and marketing experience. Even with planning as her profession, She has realized throughout the years that God's way is ultimately the best way, and he will faithfully lead you one step at a time. So grab a cup of coffee and hang with Dre and me as we dive into how to let God lead even when it feels impossible. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Faith Inspired Podcast. Today, we are chatting about how to let God lead, even if you're type A like me and my guest Dre Bartle. Ladies, I will tell you, this is an area that God has been working on me or in me like crazy lately. So it's just perfect timing that Dre agreed to come on the show and give her experience and knowledge and letting the big guy lead. (laughs) See, Dre knows a thing or two of this as she is a gifted entrepreneur with over 20 years of event production and marketing experience. She launched a boutique events business, Covey, in August of 2017. And through the Covey platform, she has created and produced three successful annual event series. So the Momboss 5K, the Brightside Charity Fair, and the Steadfast Retreat. Ladies, I will tell you, check it out. Go to Covey. These events are beautiful. So get plugged in there. Um, And she also partners with businesses, nonprofits, and entrepreneurs to provide a vehicle to promote their brand and create meaningful experiences. So what Dre really does is capital P L A. And plan. She does (laughs) planning for a living, but even with it as her profession, she knows that God holds the agenda. So Dre, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. So let's dive right in. I want to get to the nitty gritty of where did the passion and intrigue for planning begin?
0: Yes. Honestly, when I was a little girl, my mother um, loved organizing the neighborhood parties, the gatherings, whether it was the little kids on big wheels or the adults having cocktails or whatever, um, whatever mood she was in at the time. But what I noticed about that is she paid attention to every little detail, making sure that the people that came had a really great experience. Whether it was how she curated the menu or decor, um, how she arranged the seating, she, she really paid attention and I watched her do that. Um, and I saw the joy on people's faces when they were, number one, invited, number two, felt like they belonged. And then three, as they left, they felt either equipped, empowered, loved, connected. And so I thought, I, I want to do that someday. And so it showed up in lots of different ways, but that's where it started.
1: Oh, that's so fun. And I will say, you know, having a little little boy of my own, I have two, two kids now, but one that can actually pay attention to what I'm I'm doing and I can see <laughs> the fruit of that. They watch. Children watch what you're doing for sure. And they watch your steps. So, like as we get in this conversation, I think, you know, you learning how to let God lead, your children are gonna learn from you on how to do that. So that's just So cool that your mom just gifted you with that amazing skill and talent and and how you utilize it for other businesses and people today to help encourage them and build beautiful experiences. Statistically speaking, you are 42% more likely to achieve goals if you set them. And goals are awesome. You know, I'm, I'm a goal setter and you really do need to set goals and plan things we can't just all be couch potatoes and, you know, (laughs) God will bring things to us, but a lot of times we have to take action to them. But at the same time, our goals aren't always God's goals or they aren't always his timing. So really like he'll give you that plan and he'll give you the vision. Um, I'm definitely going through a lot of this right now with Faith and Gather where he's put this huge vision on my heart, but he's like, no, 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 girl, you got to wait a little bit. Like I'm I'm doing things. Um, And that's really hard. So I would just like to know, you know, when was the time that you took the reins and didn't let God lead? Because I want to start kind of there and then get into the how to actually let him lead and see success from there, but kind of give an example of, you know, what was the time that you took the reins and you were like, Lord, I've got this. I don't need your help, even though we all know we need his help. Yes. Because it's good to learn from those experiences.
0: For sure. You know, when I thought about this particular question, it was hard because I'm like, I feel like I've done it a few times. Like there's <laughs> been seasons of this. So it was really actually hard to come up with one example. But I think honestly, when I did start this business, I prayed, I had my accountability partners and people praying for me. But I would say there were certain points in my decision to do this that I went ahead and I think because I was so excited and I, you know, I got my logo and I got my branding figured out and it was so beautiful and I launched it and I was so excited. And and then all of a sudden I'm like, I didn't really have a full strategic business plan. Number one, number two, I actually didn't have a full conversation with my husband. Oh, he was excited about it and he blessed the decision, but I don't think that we really sat down about timing and financial goals. And so it's like, I did all my planning around it. And I think so much of our relationship with the Lord shows up in our marriages and how I'm supposed to honor my husband and just include him on some of these big decisions. (laughs) And so that's when I'm like, okay, if I did that to my husband, I probably went ahead of God. And I recognize that I got real excited and really ahead without really some placeholder decisions that I should have taken in consideration before I launched. And I would say it made it challenging. It's really hard to go backwards. Once you make that big announcement, your website's launched. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so I think I had to do some of that repair work of Lord, you know, I have to make sure that we're in this together and that your timing is my timing. And then also considering my family and my husband and what's the best timing for us. And so It was a good life lesson because it was so pretty and exciting.
1: (laughs) I pressed go a little soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that for sure and in other areas of life. And I think you just get so passionate about it. And like I said, when God gives you the vision, you just get so excited because you know it, you know the visions from Him. You can feel that, you know, you have the peace about that and it's right, it feels right. But again, it's the timing and the preparation and all the things that need to go into it. And I think for those of us that are married and then God will equip people around you too, to give a word to you when you need it. But I think husbands are so good at really telling us to slow down or having us think about things that like we would never think about, you know, my, my hubby is a financial dude. So, you know, when I have this awesome, I don't know if your husband is too, but like lawyer, they're worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness, but what a blessing because that side of the business is painful. So, so black and white. It's like, <laughs> yeah. did you think
0: about this? Did you think about that? Every decision has a consequence, whether it's good or bad.
1: Oh, yes, but oh man, Dre, I'm calling you up with my contracts. And <laughs> 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 my goodness. Yes, but no, they they have you pause, especially you know if you don't have an analytical husband, finding somebody who's kind of analytical in your life, mm-hmm. even if you're a passionate kind of creative person, it can be, I hate to say, kind of obnoxious at times because they they kind of rain on your little like, yay, let's go run and do this parade. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's just such a such a like I'm gonna go run with this. But I think they're there because. God has them, you know, God is all of us, you know, all of our personalities and everything. So he places those people in your life to really have you kind of stop and pause and think about all of those things. And, you know, God is in that because he wants you to think about those details. He wants you to think about like, he could totally provide financially. I mean, I mean, God can do the impossible. So he could drop a million bucks in our lap today if he wanted to. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if he's going to do that. So like we got to do our part to kind of let him set the path a little bit to make sure yes. that we can do it in his will and his way and not have all these crazy road rocks that come up like finances or time or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah. And I think for me in particular, it was really about relationships. It was how is this going to impact your relationships? Because he knows me when I do something, I do it a thousand percent. And so he's like, have you really thought about how much time this is going to require of you and how that's going to affect church, kids, our marriage, being available for your grandma? Like that was more it than anything, because he knows when I'm excited about something, I often don't leave margin for the things that I need to and so
1: that's really where he opened my eyes, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that margin. That's also a lesson <laughs> that I've been learning these past few years. My goodness. So, uh, you know, you kind of led to it because it was in impatience there. But how about as you've been working in this business now. So you plan events for living, you plan your annual specific events that are to Covey, but then also other people's events, other businesses, nonprofits, where has impatience and control kind of gotten you in trouble in those areas now, you know, past the launching stage now, like when you're actually in the planning, where have you seen that kind of put up roadblocks and create some issues?
0: For sure. So where I've seen myself impatient or that controlling, I would say that I get my grips gets really tight. I think that that can happen when there's really big teams and lots more opinions and decision makers. Mm. That's where I've really had to watch my posture towards people because I do have a very collaborative heart for sure but I can be very opinionated (laughs) and I love things to be done in excellence and in certain ways. And so I've really had to learn to be more humble and have a very good listening ear of what is actually best for this team, for the audience that's coming and for the actual goal. Like, what are we actually trying to accomplish here? Cause I might have to let go of some of the things that I want for this. And so, yeah, I would say that's shown up depending on the event or a certain client, um, just recognizing when it's time for me to be assertive and and maybe make suggestions. And when it's time for me to just allow other people to shine and be in their lane. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten a lot better about it because the consequences is you either sever relationships or no one's having fun. Yeah, (laughs) It's like, you cannot choose the planning over people. You just can't. And I think that's where I've had to let the Lord do that kind of tapping on the shoulder, that discernment button, because it's like, I call it putting down the clipboard, right? It's time to put down the clipboard. These people are more important than your plans. And so, yeah, I still have to recognize it. And I'm I'm learning to see it a lot sooner (laughs) than I have in the past. But yeah, I would say I've learned a lot over the
1: years for sure about that. Mm. And that's so Jesus too. Oh yeah. You know, recognizing the people over the plan. I've been hearing that a lot lately, you know, in Jesus's time when he was walking through and going city to city, like he had, he had destinations, at least his disciples had these destinations and minds of like where they were going. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus followed where he needed to go and where his heart was leading him or God was leading him. And then also people would interrupt him all the time. There were a ton of interruptions. Or Jesus, you know, and, and people touching him and yelling at him, reaching out to him. And, you know, like if he had his own, like set plan, set agenda and just ignored those people, like think of all those miracles that would have been missed. So like being open to those interruptions because those interruptions of those vendors that you're working with, or, um, you know, the people who are putting on the events, those business owners, whoever it may be, like I could just see myself getting kind of annoyed, you know, like because I am a to-do lister and like, okay, here's my plan today and I need to get this done. And, you know, it is like you said, the people like just what do they need, you know, and it could even like not be and I don't know if you run into this, but like. It could not even be something related to the event for that day. Like, you know, maybe they have things that like are going on in their life or you need to adjust at that pace and just being able to be open and let God lead in that way. Because at the end of the day, events, they usually go out without a hitch. And if they don't, it actually makes it for a super fun event. A little more authentic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I will tell you really quick, Trey. My dad fell at my wedding. On my wedding dress as soon as we got up. (laughs) Yes. Like he walked me down the aisle and he went and he gave me a hug and he went to go and turn around and he stepped on my dress and then he fell (laughs) backwards into the chair and my best friend's husband had to catch him and grab him. And it was one of these moments that was just like, you know, a a girl's like nightmare when she thinks about her wedding day. But honestly, it was such a blessing because I was bawling down the aisle, just like crying. I could not catch my composure. My husband, same thing. Like it was a very oh. emotional walking down the aisle and then like people in our wedding party were crying. Like the whole house was like crying. Yeah. And so it actually kind of like set it where it was like, oh, that's actually like, Okay it's fine. Like we're good. You know, we got all our tears out. And then I was so afraid that somebody was going to faint. And I was like, well, what else could happen now? You know, somebody already (laughs) fell. So, like, you know, so it kind of eased it for me. So that kind of fun stuff can happen. Oh, for sure. So as someone who really plans for a living how have you established strategies to keep you focused really at a pace that respects God's timing? Mm -hmm. Because for me right now, I've, like I said, faith and gather, like I'm ready to go. I have all these ideas of what I need to do. And in just in this past week, last week, God's really laid it on my heart that he wants me to slow down and really focus on one area. And in Mm -hmm. my head, I'm thinking. Lord, that's great. I love, I absolutely love what you're putting on my heart to continue on, but it's not going to provide for my family right away, like financially. And I know as a marketer and a communicator, like what could bring in that money. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to work through those feelings. So like, how do you Acknowledge and respect and honor that pace that he had set, especially when it comes to planning and when you're doing your events.
0: Well, you kind of talked about it earlier when you were mentioning Jesus and how even though he kind of was he was walking and he was doing the thing, doing his thing, but people just the interruptions and the tugging and people constantly wanted to touch him and access. So many people wanted access to Jesus, and I will say because I love people and I love relationships. I've built up this huge network, but what that has done has given a lot of people access to me. Mm. (laughs) So what I'm learning is I have to have time away and I have to find those quiet moments and it has to be planned and intentional because I am a overbooker. I'm so busy. I'm that one that wears that badge of busyness and thinks it's so awesome. But now I'm like, actually, it's not so awesome. (laughs) And so um, for me, it is those, okay, I'm going to take you know, whether it's a full day, some people don't have the luxury of a 24 hour or a weekend away. I get that. But for me, I try to do a 24 hour getaway because otherwise I get pulled in a million directions if I go back home. Mm-hmm. So I have those times and I make sure I bring my Bible, maybe pick out a podcast or two, but I also let the closest people in my circle, like my husband and a couple of good friends know about it. So for some accountability. Mm. Because I think when you let those people into those vulnerable places, they can help you with those cues. Like you're on the way to burnout, or you're overbooking, or because they can even see it on you physically, right? Like you look tired. Like today, I look tired because
1: I'm overbooked right now. No, <laughs> oh, girl, um, she is not looking <laughs> rough at all. I, I will tell you.
0: Me, <laughs> in order to like really be in tune, I would say being tethered. To the Lord and his timing, I have to take that time. And I also have to include those closest to me to recognize when I'm not paying attention. And so that's been a really important piece for me. And to create that safe relationship where I can, I almost give those people permission. Like if you see me doing these things, or if you're if I'm showing up crabby, it's like, how am I showing up to these people? And so that's been a really beautiful yet hard and convicting thing, but it's really helped me a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's good that you follow through with that because I have to, I'm sure you definitely do. Cause you, like you said, you're an overbooker and like, if you're planning for a living that that's a lot, that's a lot of going like multitasking going on in your head. And so I just, mm-hmm. amazing. I want to say way to go. <laughs> Kudos for that because not many individuals can actually Go through with it. And I'm saying that because for myself, I've mentioned it to my husband a few times, saying, like, okay, I need at least once a month where I have the house to myself. And, you know, everybody like gets out and goes, plays outside or does whatever. Because in my house, we have um, my mom who lives here, then my husband and our now infant and our three and a half year old, and then our dog. And so it gets to be a lot. (laughs) And I can tell you it's busy. Today's one of, in the past, I think, two years one day out of maybe what I could count on one hand that I've had the house to myself. And uh, I am going to get some Faith Together work done, but I have told myself, Erica, you're going to take a nap and you are also going to maybe watch a girly movie because I never get to watch like any shows that are mine because we're always got like Paw Patrol or (laughs) (laughs) Puppy Dog Pals or something going on. And so just good for you. Good for you. Because how do you feel when you walk away from those days? Very
0: restored. Um, kind of. I mean, God wants us to come away and rest with Him, and to learn His ways. And He promises us He will restore and renew. And it's like. Oh yeah. He, what he says is actually true. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's just that reminder of how faithful and how good he is and that you, <laughs> it affects everything. It affects how you are making decisions. It affects how you show up in to the important people in your life. So it's like, I think, yeah, that constant reminder, like what God says is true. So why would I not just eat that up and absorb okay. all that truth? Because it, you know, and it's not this magic wand. It's not a band-aid. You get to be honest, I just had a couple of days with friends. I came home to so much drama, like things, kids like kid made a bad decision. I had a hard thing happen with work. I'm like, so it doesn't make you immune to hard things. It's not this promise that circumstances are going to be perfect. Um, but what it does is it equips you and gives you a different, I don't know if tolerance is the right word, but you're able to endure it differently.
1: Yeah, cuz imagine if you were burnt out heading into cuz those events probably would have happened no matter what if you were yeah. there or not. And so right. if you were burnt out, how you would have handled that differently. Yes. So on those days, you know, you just had time away with girlfriends, which I say is just so critical. Like definitely like yes. reach out to your girlfriends because the Lord can refresh you through the community and through friendships, but when you have time alone with him, how does that work for you? What do you do? What are the steps that you take to kind of really connect with him? And again, recenter to really focus on, okay, like, Lord, how do you want to lead me in these next few days, these months? What does that look like for you?
0: Bible, notebook, turn all my notifications off on my phone. I gave a final reminder to the family group chat. Mom's off the clock. <laughs> do not text me if there's an emergency. It's dad or grant, you know, like here are the contact people. Do not reach out um because that yeah it's just that boundary I have to set yeah and then worship music is a huge part of who I am and so definitely we'll play some music as part of that it really recenters me um it brings me into that just awe and wonder of who he is yeah so those are usually the things that I do and just I write a lot for sure Mm. even if it doesn't all make sense whatever's coming I write it down
1: Yeah. And I've heard that so often lately and I've got to get better at that. I know I've said that multiple times here on the podcast about journaling and needing to get better at that, but it keeps coming up. And I think that's just so therapeutic and God works through that. I think like through the Holy spirit, if you're sitting there writing things down, it really is like an aha moment for you. I had something like that recently where I was just kind of drawing a diagram and the Lord like spoke right through that spoke right through that. And it was just me kind of like doodling on this like little diagram thing that I was creating. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I hear you, you know, yeah. So just <laughs> yes. give it, even if it feels like awkward and weird. Cause it did. I was like, why am I doing this in my head? And then it was like, Oh, okay. You totally used something that felt really weird. So yeah, like you said, just, just get it all out. Yes. Get it all out. Give them any opportunity to, to speak. One of the things that I deal with when I have to let God lead is anxiousness and just anxiety and that uncomfortable feeling where, and I do think he gives you peace. Like he'll give you, he does give you peace through these things, but sometimes it's just really hard, especially for me to really say, okay, like I'll say it. I'm like, okay, Lord, you've got this. I know you have this, but then you still have those human being anxiety feelings. How do you work through that uncomfortableness, that anxiety? Like, how do you, how do you, do you just push through it or do you have, you know, certain methods that you use to really get past it?
0: I think it depends on the circumstances. If I have to get out the door, yeah, you got to push through it. But then I have a friend that, well, she was more of a mentor and she always called it God on the go. Sometimes the reality is you cannot sit and open scripture or like, you literally have to keep moving on with your day with her, you know? And so she always called it God in the go. And it's like, we have access to him wherever we are. Even if you're, you're driving, you're washing a dish, you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a kiddo, you know, like that's the beauty of the Holy spirit. And so just praying in your mind, or if you're in the car, put on a worship song or a podcast, but yeah, for me, yeah, it just depends on what environment I'm in at the time again, I'm going to go back to worship. That's huge for me. Um, But working out, I mean, I don't do it as much as I should, but a quick walk or sometimes I've lit up my sisters and I laugh because we'll sometimes just do jumping jacks. It's like getting those endorphins going and like get your body moving and just the distraction of it. So I think there's multiple avenues that you can pull yourself out of it. I mean, obviously praying and accessing the Holy Spirit is so important, but I think there's you know, really practical things you can do, or go make your favorite cup of coffee. Or one of my friends always say, put on your favorite sweater and go pour a cup of coffee. And, you know, you just kind of think of what are those little tiny little
1: things that bring delight. Oh, that's so good. So good. I want that cup of coffee right now.
0: (laughs) That's so good. That's the next time we get together. We'll go for for coffee. (laughs) I would
1: love that. Love that. You mentioned the worship music quite a bit, but I've been really drawn to that a lot lately too, is just really when you can't find the words, kind of those yes. worship songs, they have the words for you. exactly. Um, so, so just, you know, sitting there, even listening to them or singing them as well, just brings that, that peace. And I think that connective time with Jesus and the Holy spirit. So Yeah. I really, really like how you had really implemented that in your life. And there was another one that you had said too, but I'm definitely having a mom brain moment and <laughs> I will be okay. having like a thousand of them today. Cause my dad, till out. you're
0: my age, then you have
1: menopause, pre oh, brain. Oh, That's super lovely. fun. <laughs> That's my brain. <laughs> oh, lovely. It just gets better. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That'll definitely be another topic on the Faith Inspired Podcast one day. So ladies, stay tuned for that. (laughs) What Bible verses do you really cling to? Because I think, you know, there's some life verses that we have, but in these moments of really letting him lead, what are some verses that you cling to and really hold on to that give you that peace and that calm?
0: For sure. There are so many. I would say the verses that are all about steadfastness are huge, but the one that I go back to the most is Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth. And that to me is where that's that humility, that conviction, that, that holy conviction. People think conviction is this naughty thing. It's like, no, it's the surrendering and it's, it allows so much freedom. And so that verse is so important for me to go back to. Sometimes I don't want to. And that's when I know, oh, Dre, you are not <laughs> in a good spot. And so it's been a very crucial verse for me just to release and put on that clipboard and recognize when my planning is over people um, and to really pay attention to um, how does God want me to show up in my life
1: right now. Yeah. Okay. First off, it makes me feel really good that I'm not that only person who uh, <laughs> feels guilty after being like, you know, you kind of get that little bitterness and attitude going on. And I'm like, oh gosh, Lord, like, can I just really be like this right now? Cause I just want to like sit in these feelings right now and being able to like go to that word and recognize like, okay, okay. You got this. Please correct me. You, you, you know, all. Just work in me, Lord. It's painful, but work in me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would say to that, what's so important and what I, for
0: me personally, have to recognize is when that starts to go into shame and when it's shame versus conviction, that is the enemy. And so I really have to, cause that's like, you were talking about anxiety and, and depression, you know, other things that start to kind of take hold and take root. And that's when, you know, there's a lie in there. And so I really learn, like, okay, this is the Holy spirit conviction. And then recognizing this is shame. That is the enemy and I got to call it out right now. And so I think for a lot of women, that's where you really need to allow the Lord to um, step into those places because then it reframes your mind, your mindset, your knowing who you are and that he loves you and he's in it with you. So that's one of the biggest things that in, in myself. And then as I mentor other women
1: really, um, being mindful of that. Yeah. Because we can put ourselves in a place of shame so easily, so fast, so fast, yeah. like so quickly. And that, yeah, like you said, it's not from God at all. No. none of that's from God. And He, I don't know, for me, when He convicts me or there's conviction in there, and I keep saying peace, but He really does, you know, He brings that peace. So it's not that you like feel guilty or bad about it. You're just like, it's a correction, like, oh, an acknowledgement of like, okay. I was thinking this way. I was acting this way. I wasn't letting you lead this way. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for giving me this piece rather than like, oh my gosh, I totally screwed up. Like I'm never going to be able to like rectify the situation. Like, what did I do? Like, that's not from him.
0: No, he wants us to live in full lives with joy. Again, no mix joy with happiness or perfect circumstances, but it's like, he wants us to live in freedom. And so when you say correction, again, that's that thing of like, it's because he wants so much for us. He wants goodness in our life. And so it's a good thing. That's why we teach our children and why we're supposed to have consequences and help them to learn to have an obedient heart. And he's our father. So that's what mm-hmm. he does for us.
1: Yep. Yeah, 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 he's always trying to get us to become more like him, more Christ-like, better ourselves every day, not to the extent of where the world sees like better ourselves and, you know, through education, knowledge, whatever it is, it's or success in any way, it's just bettering our, our hearts, you know, positioning ourselves and our hearts more like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the listeners who really don't think that they can implement these strategies, and um, I'm just thinking of a few of my friends that I've been chatting with lately. Like I think just for women in general, like God for the most part has built a lot of us to be planners because that's just kind of. And this isn't for every every woman, but um, you know, um, just because being mothers, we have to do a ton of planning or, you know, women who just have a heart for community. There's a ton of planning in that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so letting God lead can feel really, really uncomfortable. And it can feel like something that you think that you're going to do something better than God. And I hate to say it that way, but really like we're Mm -hmm. human. We do think like, okay, well, this needs to be done today and the Lord, I've been praying over it and he hasn't shown up like, but I know like this is the thing that needs to get done when all reality, like the Lord might have something better, but that's just, we're, we're human beings. This is how our brains work and, and women yeah. too. We like to plan. We like to have most of that type A type personality. What are some strategies that they can implement today that would make them feel like it's something that they could actually do? They could take that little step to help them really trust in the Lord and let him lead.
0: I would say, come up with a question that invites God into it, that you could simply ask every morning. Like for me, it's God, how do you want me to show up today? Or God, what is it that you want me to accomplish today? Like maybe try to think about your relationship with him and come up with a question. And even just even if you say I'm gonna do this for one week, like every morning I'm gonna invite him into this and ask a question. And then like a very simple thing. I always tell people, get it like a dream notebook or a write- don't because sometimes journaling feels like, oh, I gotta put the date and it needs to be formal, <laughs> like dear journal. D- doesn't. And it doesn't even have to be that consistent, but start jotting down your dreams and inviting God into that. Like what is on your heart? What is starting to, or maybe even what is unsettling to you? Because sometimes that unsettledness is a dream that's trying to birth and you don't even realize it because mm-hmm. think of pregnancy. It's uncomfortable. Oh, right? Girl. It's not always like I was enormous and bloaty and all things. <laughs> But like, there's life that comes out of that. So sometimes it's uncomfortable and you're being stretched and you're, all these things so it's like sometimes that uncomfortableness or unsettledness you might be feeling is God is trying to birth something. And so I would challenge whoever's listening to write those things down too, because you never know what kind of thing he's trying to move forward in your life. So I would say, come up with a question. And start writing things down. Get a little journal. Target has a bazillion cute
1: Yes. They have a million of them. And are so cute. They're so cute. And Gina Holiday, whom we both know, oh. I actually met through oh, your oh, event, has some... They're just gorgeous at Target. So I don't have a but yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. they're beautiful, ladies. So yes. plug for Gina.
0: I know <laughs> we love her. We both her.
1: know her and love her. Yes, and she was actually <laughs> on episode thirty of the Faith of Fire oh, podcast. Yes, so I need to watch that. Yeah. yeah, check that one out. But I do really like the um the question. Mm-hmm. I um have started. I don't do this really good. I do that, but I also look at my um what is it called? My calendar for the day? There we go. Another brain, mom brain. Come on, ladies. If you're with me right now, we're living in this community together, mom brain (laughs) together, but (laughs) we'll get through it together. But um, my calendar and I'll, I'll pray over it and just say, Lord, I'll just look at it. And I'll just say, Lord, what do you really want me to do today? Because these are all the things that are really honestly making me anxious or like, even that I'm excited to do, but really like, where do you want to work today? And he'll Mm -hmm. slowly show that either as I'm looking at it or throughout the day. And at the end of the day, I can just feel comfortable knowing like, Oh, these are the things that the Lord didn't want me to focus on today because X, Y, Z came up during that. And I really love the journaling part about it, or just like the writing down part, because for me, that's where I've really noticed where God has, I hate to say proven himself to me because I'll look back on those notebooks and I'll look back on that. And that really shows like, wow, like he showed up and did the impossible. And if we don't have those reminders, I constantly am like, oh man, I'm like no different than the Israelites. Like no different, you know, <laughs> yeah. like always going back to that story. And I'm like, yes. oh man, you know, in my head, I just think, Gosh, didn't they know any better? Like, how could they do that? He parted the sea and he did all these things. Like, how do you know? And it's like, how could they not remember his goodness? And there I am doing it all the time. And so having those reminders and writing it down. And you know, they would always place, you know, like a not a headstone, but like a stone there, something to remember those places. And as I was reading through the Bible, I'm like, I never really quite understood that. And now recently someone had mentioned it and I was like, Oh, I totally get it. Like, that's why they do it because yeah. we forget. We just, right. we forget. And so having that journal place to like, you know, write down those things, how he's leading you, how he's stirring in you, you can look back and just say like, Oh my gosh, he had it the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. I was just like creating all this turmoil for myself. And I could have just, you know, like opened my hands, opened my heart and just prayed and knowing that he was going to lead. yeah. So I really, really like those strategies because they're so simple, but so powerful. It's a
0: surrendering and just noticing your posture of what am I kind of bending to, or what am I releasing to? You know, yeah. it's like, are you a slave to your calendar or are you really trusting him? Okay, God, like you're saying, you pray over it, you're releasing it to him you know, how do you want me to show up to this? What are the places that I need to let go? And where are the places
1: I need to press in? And that's, yeah, it's super important. Yeah. Looking down at your calendar, it just like gave me this imagery of you're just kind of schlepping that stuff around. Like you're carrying (sighs) it like over your shoulder and it just feels so heavy. You know, like you look at the calendar and the day, like your to-do list and you're just... For me, at least, I'm just like, okay, I've got to get through these things. Even if they're joy giving things, if they're on that to do list and like there's a box to check off, it just feels like I just need to check this off for the day rather than like this is my opportunity to like, you know, be the hands to feet of Jesus or, you know, speak life into others or have life spoken into me. And yeah, having those, just that posture really helps change that thought process and that weight on your shoulders of it all. Yes. Oh. My goodness. So you are fantastic. <laughs> you are just wonderful. Really, ladies, as I said earlier, she puts on some gorgeous events. And even if you're not in the, do you do like national events or is it just more local?
0: No. So Mama 5K, because of the last couple of years and how we had to shift is virtual. So people can get the swag mailed to them. So we did have like I don't know, like 28 from different states do the Mm -hmm. MomBoss 5K last year. Awesome. Um, But as of right now, it's mostly in-person, but we do have that option for the run. So you still get your name and drawings for giveaways and we'll mail them to you. You get all the swag and get to kind of watch we do fun things day out on social media so like they get to watch the pre-race stretch and so there's ways for them to still feel involved
1: oh that's so cool and just perfect timing too because mom boss 5k is coming up yes it is it's to honor the mamas around mother's day and correct me if i'm wrong it's may 15th correct yes at the hutton house Okay. So May 15th Hutton House, if those of you who are in Minnesota, and if you need a mom's day weekend, like you could fly yourself to Minneapolis, Minnesota with you and your other girlfriends (laughs) and get here. Otherwise, like Dre said, do the virtual event. That would be super fun and just have that community too. But seriously, go check out her website and I'll let you kind of give some more of your stuff. But I really wanted to say like, she She has been learning this stuff since she was little through her mama. And it shows because she's been perfecting it for however many years. She looks like she's 29. So I'm going to say for 29 years... (laughs) So please do uh, go check her out, but tell the listeners where they can actually find you. So your website, social, and anything else that you have on your heart that you want to share with them too. Sure. Yeah. Covey
0: And that will lead you to all the things, um, but we are on Instagram, Facebook, and then I'm on LinkedIn. I think our website's probably the easiest, most local spot to find all the things. So I would also encourage you to check out our steadfast retreat. It's every fall up at the Grand View Lodge, and it's just a beautiful weekend with speakers and worship. It does sell out every year, like two months ahead. <laughs> so we'll make sure to announce the save the date and when registration early bird will launch because it does go pretty quickly. But it's a, a really incredible weekend of connection community and just diving deep into God's word. And it's my favorite event of the year. So oh, yay. And I really wanted to go last year, but when was the date of that? Uh probably like the 11th through the 13th, because I think this year it's the 12th through it's it's that same weekend in November
1: every year. In November. So. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was pregnant and I had my daughter like three three weeks later. Oh, she was early, yes, but I remember yes. thinking, oh, I probably shouldn't go up because you never know what's gonna happen. And yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> so next year or this year in November, I will I will be there. Well, Trey, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your heart and just your experience, because this is an area that is super hard for me to deal with. And so just, um, you had some great tips that I'm going to take and run with and really implement and, you know, really let God lead because he can do all. He really, really can do all. And you did mention, I just want to say as I was, um, Susie Larson has this amazing devotional and ladies, I'm forgetting what it's called. Oh, it's called prevail. So Susie Larson prevail, but in one of them, you said you have your hand closed. And it just gave me this imagery of, she had said that God can't give you provision with a clenched fist. Let me say that again. God can't give you provision with a clenched fist. And so just remember that, like, even if you still can't let it go. Just have that image in your head. Like God wants to give it to you, but he really wants to give it to you when you give it up to him. So he's, Correct. it's going to be hard for him to provide, to give you provision and provide if you're holding on to it so tightly and so strong. So open up those hands, give it to him and just like really let him prove himself to you because once he does it, you're just going to let him do it over and over and over again. And it's honestly going to become something that is like, okay, Lord, like, let's see what you're going to do this time. You know, like a fun little, not, not like a game, but like, okay, Lord, this is, this is yours. I, I can't wait to see how you take it and run with it because he can do so much more than we can.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. He's amazing. And just trusting in his provision and he wants our best, he has our best interest at heart all the time. He wants what's best for us. So
1: yeah, totally. Well, thank you, Trey. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.